live, local, and talking about the teams that matter to you. This is Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovelin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Brought to you by Automotive Color and Supply. Good morning and welcome to Talkin' Sports, presented by Automotive Color and Supply for a Saturday, March 27th, 2021. Good morning to you, along with producer co-host this morning, Mr. John Graham, filling in for Justin Kenny, who is on assignment with OPS at another 7-on-7 tournament, uh, a little south of here. Uh, John and I are going to hold down the fort today, and uh, and many thanks to Mr. Justin Kenny for filling in last week for me. Uh, I was out last week uh, under, uh, well, I got hit in the head with a line drive. At uh, at baseball practice uh, on uh, Friday night last week and uh, got a little concussion. Well, not a little concussion. I got a concussion. Let's just call it what it is. And uh, a nice little uh, mark on the top of my forehead here that uh, just won't seem to go away. But... Anyway, hey, I'm here. I'm ready. Thanks to Justin for filling in in a pinch like that. We appreciate it. I don't know what he said about me, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll find out because on the meds that I was on, John, I slept most of the morning on Saturday morning. And, uh, oh, my goodness. So I'll have to do a little catch up to find out uh, if I need to, uh, you know, you know, get tough with any uh any of the OPS guys. You know, so. <laughs> you know I, I remember when uh, I got my wisdom teeth pulled, uh-huh. and uh, and and you know the drugs that they gave to you know take away the pain for that. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, you got drugs. You got like pain relievers with yes. yours. Oh, yes. Well, I mean, real quick. Did I, you not? I I know I had. I didn't have dental insurance yet when I got my wisdom teeth pulled. And, they st- and now, this is how long ago that was. They said, well, if you get your wisdom teeth pulled with general anesthetic, it's $100 a tooth. Now, this is when gas was under a buck a gallon still. But $100 a tooth and you're four. So I asked somebody to do the math, and they did. And they said, now, if you just get a local, just get the shots... $26 a tooth. So I can get all four teeth pulled locally with the price that it would take just about a one with general anesthetic. Oh, I'll go that route. <laughs> that was, oh my goodness. So had the wisdom teeth extracted and then, you know, everything was all done and I was still, even from the local, just a little bit loopy because that's me anyway in general. And then I get home and my wife, who was... Um, expecting our first child at the time, said, don't forget, we have Lamaze class tonight. And I said, we got home from my wedding pool. I'm not going anywhere. It's our last Lamaze class. You need to go. Now, this was in late October of, of the year. And uh, I thought, there were 10 couples in this class. The World Series was on, too. And I said, oh, fine. Okay, I'll, I'll go, even though I wanted to watch the World Series, too. I go, of the ten couples there, there were only three husbands there. The other seven blew it off because, well, the World Series was on. Here I was 
with all that, I had local anesthetic, and then it wore off halfway through, and I just I wanted to crawl under a rock. That's my elongated story about my wisdom teeth, and how's your day? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, officially... Welcome in, talking sports. Like I said, I uh, yeah, uh, people are asking me, you know, uh, shouldn't you have been behind the net or something like that? Uh, yeah, I, w- I was actually instructing, and we had the the L screen in the in the pit in the tunnel. It was about thirty feet away from the hitter, and so he threw a pitch. I was kind of looking to the side, talking to him behind the netting. And this kid hits a bullet. I mean, uh, I, from what I know, because when it hit me, it felt like a bullet. Literally, either a bullet, a baseball bat, or a baseball hit me. I didn't know what it was, but I mean, bells were ringing and everything. And I, boy, I, I went down. But but my face, my head was too close to the netting. And when he hit it, he hit it so hard that the netting bowed a little bit. And uh, yeah, so people, you know, were going, "Hey, stay behind the net." Well, yeah, I was, I was, but. Uh, Strange things happen, but hey, life goes on. You love baseball. So anyway, uh, enough about that. Welcome into Talking Sports. Holy cow, what a what a big weekend of sports we have. Uh, a beautiful day on tap today. It sounds like there's going to be a high of about 70 degrees. Sunshine, it's 43 right now, but those temps are going to be increasing as we go through the morning hours. Get on out and do something physical or something recreational today, if at all possible. So... Uh, we are going to be talking, of course, uh, with Mike McCaffrey in our weekly Cougar chat. And, uh, of course, the Cougars had their game with Lawrence Tech canceled uh, uh, due to COVID concerns. And this was to be homecoming for the Cougars. And uh, this is one of those cases where thus far, where there's one more home game left, and that will take place on April 10th. But these senior players who have invested so much of their blood, sweat, and tears in in, in in academics and athletics in this special year time for them are going to see a very, very abbreviated season. Although uh, I'm sure they're thankful just to get on the the gridiron, but uh, you know it's it's going to be unfortunate that uh, they won't get the full season. But anyway, there are also people who have uh, you know gotten worse uh, from COVID. So uh, anyway, we'll, we'll be talking to Mike McCaffrey a little bit later on about that. Of course, we want to uh, give well wishes to the Blackhawk Christian Braves and also the Leo Lions for next week. They will both be vying for state basketball championships, IHSAA 2A championship. will pit Mark Davidson's Blackhawk Christian Braves against Park Heritage. Both of these teams are 27 and 3 on the season. And then in class 3A, and this has been a, a, a while since we've had two Fort Wayne area teams, Fort Wayne area conference teams, uh, in the state finals. But in 3A, Kerry Cogdell's uh, Leo Lions going to be taking on Silver Creek in the 3A state championship. They're both 24 and 4. So it uh, should be an interesting next Saturday for the Fort Wayne area and uh, the the pride of our basketball organizations and programs around uh, Northeast Indiana. So congratulations to them. 
We usually take a look at this date in sports history uh, from Blake Sebring's book for Wayne Sports History. And an entry on this date, March 27th in 1964, the Comets hold Eddie Long Night. It says when the Comets first came to town in 1952, they held a free exhibition two nights before the first came to introduce the sport to the fans. And then New Sentinel Sports editor Ben Tenney wrote, It didn't take me long to see that the young short skater was wearing number 16 on his white jersey, had that desire to win and get ahead, and make some athletes outstanding. If the play of this youngster is typical of the play fans will see in the International Hockey League, hockey will make it in Fort Wayne. Now, Ben Tenney said many things, and uh, and they were all worth listening to when Ben Tenney spoke or wrote. And uh, this was indeed uh, one of his prophetic, prophetic uh, assertions of what was to come. So, uh, but Eddie Long still going strong. Uh, I was uh, proud to say uh, at one time was a neighbor of mine for about four or five years. Um, went to school with Brady. Long, it just uh, a great family, but he came to Fort Wayne, and in fact, there's a book on Amazon about him and, and how he came to Fort Wayne. But Mr. Comet, Eddie Long, number 16, Eddie Long, night March 27th. And, and that, that kind of begged a question that I have that I'll uh, ask Michael Franke just later on when we talk to him in our Comet chat. How many of these retired numbers were only worn by one player? I'm pretty sure number 16, as we see, you know, Eddie Long wore it. I don't think after he retired, anybody wore it even briefly. But we'll ask Michael. And uh, in the number 11 from Lenny Thornson as well. Now, Lenny came, I believe, to the Comets in around the 57-58 season. And uh, so there was five seasons of perhaps someone wearing the number 11. But, eh. We'll, uh, we'll we'll see. We'll ask. But, uh, yeah, 1964 Comets hold Eddie Long Night. Now, uh, speaking of the Comets, of course, uh, by the way, they were victorious last night over the Indy Fuel at the Coliseum in uh, shutout fashion. Five to nothing. Dylan Ferguson gets the shutout. Uh, Zach Pochiro and uh, Brandon Hawkins each had a couple of goals for the Ks. Captain A.J. Jenks had one as well. But uh, Ferguson... According to Justin Cohn, I, I saw this on Twitter. It's also uh, in the Journal Gazette this morning. Uh, Ferguson had been in the in between the pipes just one other game this season with Henderson of the AHL. That resulted in a 24-save shutout. So between last night and the other game, literally, you can't get any better than what Dylan Ferguson has produced us. So that was uh, that was great. Anthony Petroselli. Uh, Hurt by a boarding uh, call uh, by the Fuels' uh, Antoine Wake in the third period last night that led to a fight with uh, Sean Sidlowski. Uh, I didn't see any condition report on Petroselli uh, late into the evening, so we'll check with Michael on that as well. Uh, don't forget Comets and Fuel tonight and tomorrow, 7.30 face-off tonight, 5 o'clock tomorrow. It looked like this morning from the Comet website that some 600-level tickets are available. We'll ask Michael that as well as we go forward. So 46862 is the Automotive Color and Supply text line. 46862. 
put TS in the front of your message, if you will. And uh, in other scores from last night, it was the Pacers beating the Dallas Mavericks 109-94. to Pacers now 21-23, and eight games behind Milwaukee in the Central Division of the Eastern Conference of the NBA. DeMontis Sabonis uh, double-double with uh, 22.15 boards for the Pacers. And... Uh, you know, the Pacers uh, obviously bitten by the injury bug once again. So it'll be interesting to see you know, how they come out of this. Uh, the uh, Horizon League Volleyball Tournament is taking place. And uh, Sunday, uh, number four PFW would take on number one Wright State at 1 o'clock in women's volleyball. So before we go to break, I want to tell you about my friends at Culligan. Now, Culligan offers not only water softening, but reverse osmosis drinking water systems. And they, they fit underneath your, your sink. They can fit in a basement area and, and they will run the lines up to the sink. All you see is perhaps a tiny little little button, kind of like the easy button. When you turn your faucet on, your cold water on, you hit that button and it turns into pristine drinking water. It's filtered through, and it is second to none. Give them a call today, 484-8668. That's 484-8668. And ask how you can buy or rent a reverse osmosis drinking water system. Do it today. Give your people Culligan water. Tell you what we're going to do. We're going to go ahead. We're going to step out. We're going to take our first of the morning. And then when we come back, we're going to be talking with Mike McCaffrey, athletic director at the University of St. Francis, in our weekly Cougar chat. We'll do that on 3rd Fan 100.9 FM. If you looked at your auto or homeowner's insurance rate lately, think it's about time to get a competitive quote? Call the Wise Insurance Agency today at 260-747-5373. Located at 7410 Bluffton Road, Wise Insurance is a local company that's been in business for 25 years. Being an independent agent working with over 15 A-plus rated carriers allows Ron Wise to assess your needs and determine the best option for you to give you maximum coverage with the most affordable premiums. The Wise Insurance Agency also offers motorcycle, RV, and watercraft insurance, as well as renter's insurance, flood, and umbrella policies. Multi-policy discounts are also available, and make sure to ask Ron about the good student discount up to 20%. Let Coach Wise show you the fundamentals of getting the right insurance. Don't put it off. Contact Coach Ron and the Wise Insurance Agency team today at 260-747-5373 or find them online at thewiseinsuranceagency.com. The Sports Rush with Brett Rump. Don Fisher. Legendary voice of the Indiana Hoosiers. Do you think there was one moment when Scott Dolson said, we've got to move on? I don't know that there was that. This year's team was supposed to be the best team that Archie had put together, but his fourth year turns out to be his worst year. It's a results-oriented business, as Scott Dolson said in his press conference, and the results got Archie fired. The Sports Rush with Brett Rump. Listen every weekday at 4 on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. It's time to rethink your limits, and OPS is 
is here to help you do it. OPS, Optimum Performance Sports, is the new standard in sports medicine and sports performance. Finally, injuries are just a part of the game and can happen to anyone. The professionals at OPS work together to get you back in action and performing at your very best. From certified athletic trainers to fellowship-trained sports medicine physicians, physical therapists, and sports performers, your athlete will receive the same continuum of care as the professionals do. Wanting to take your game to the next level? OPS offers performance classes six days a week at the newly renovated Ash Center. OPS athletes can experience real measurable results in speed, strength, and agility without increasing their risk of injury. The certified trainers at OPS use scientific methods to help you get the most out of your body. Mention this ad and you will receive one free month of training. Visit OptimumPerformanceSports.com to learn more and to start your free month today. Do you have a monster tree in your yard that needs to come down? Call the team at Monster Tree Service to remove that tree quickly and safely. No job is too big or too small for Monster Tree Service. They offer free estimates with upfront and honest pricing with no hidden fees. Monster Tree Service is fully licensed and insured, so call today at 344-TREE for your free estimate. At Monster Service, they also offer plant health care if you want to keep your trees and shrubs looking their best. They offer fertilization insect and disease management, tree and shrub pruning and trimming, and soil analysis. Monster's plant health care team is expertly trained with extensive experience. Call Monster Tree Service today if you need to get rid of that monster tree or if you'd like them to rejuvenate your yard. Call 344-TREE or go online to MonsterTreeService.com and click on Fort Wayne. Monster Tree Service. Let their team do the work for you. Warning. This product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. New VeloMax nicotine pouches have arrived. You've got flavors with five new options, including wintergreen and cinnamon. You've got strengths with two, four, and the new seven milligram strength. You've got freedom. They're tobacco leaf free, so you can enjoy them virtually anywhere. More flavors, more strengths, more freedom. You've got VeloMax. Available at a convenience store near you or visit Velo.com. Nicotine products, underage sale prohibited. Website restricted to age 21 plus nicotine consumers. America is kept safe because the Army National Guard responds, protects, and supports our nation when it needs them most. The Army National Guard responds to disasters such as wildfires and floods. They protect us with missile defense, cybersecurity, and civilian support teams for chemical, biological, and radiological hazards. Be there for your community and your country. Visit NationalGuard.com to learn more about part-time service. Sponsored by the Indiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Indiana Broadcasters Association and this station. Now back to Talking Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talking Sports presented by Automotive Color and Supply. John Graham at the controls today for Justin Kenny, who is uh, on assignment with OPS and the 7-on-7 seven seven team. DJ... Uh, Grammy is uh, playing a little cool in the gang, getting us ready uh, for our little uh, cougar chat this morning. Because on the Talking Sports phone line, powered by Fire Police, City, County, Federal Credit Union, is University of St. Francis Athletic Director Mike McCaffrey. Mike, good morning, my friend. Good morning, Jim. Good to have you back with us this week. <laughs> well, it, it, it's good to be back. Oh, it's good to be anywhere right now. Uh, <laughs> that was... Uh, I got really lucky, and uh, holy cow, but uh, here I am, and uh, yeah, if the questions I ask don't make a lot of sense, 
consider the source this morning. So you got to pass. <laughs> yeah, there we go. It's like quarantine. You get ten days, right? Oh yeah. From a concussion. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in in well, they say weeks or months, and it's like, oh, be be positive. Well, you we are okay. But hey, first, Mike, I want to I want to let's let's lead things off with the tip of the cap to. Coach Chad Lacrosse and the USF Cougar men's basketball team reaching the Final Four in the NAIA basketball tournament. And, and I mean, suffice it to say, this whole season under adverse conditions, you, you've got to be. In, and I think I, I might have seen, you know, that you have talked about this being one of your favorite teams you've ever had the pleasure to watch while at St. Francis. And tell us a little bit about what made this team so gritty, so tough, so persevering. Well, I mean, like you said, I mean, you start back at the beginning of the season, and, and we knew what we were getting into with regards to, to COVID, and and the team paused twice. I mean, we had two different times where we. We were out for 14 days as a team. Um, we ended up playing, I think it was seven games in a 10-day stretch at one point there in, in late November, early December. Uh, ended up playing 29 games. Um, middle of January, this team is seventh in the conference and out of the top 25. Uh, and then kind of hit the, the part of our schedule we were waiting for uh, the second half and, and got hot. Um, and then... You know, in the conference tournament semifinals, went down to Indiana Wesleyan and, and beat them by 27 at their place. And I think that really, not just for our team, but for, you know, people around the country kind of put them on notice and ended, ended up getting us a, a one seed in the, in the opening round and were able to make it all the way to the final four and ran into what was a really, really good Shawnee State team. But, uh, you know, I mean, just, you know, we're not the biggest and strongest and fastest. Uh, well, our guards may be the fastest, but, uh, you know, when we get off the bus and a team like Shawnee State gets off the bus, uh, we look different. Um, and, and I just love the way our guys fight. Um, and I love the way Coach Lacrosse and Coach Cummings and, and Coach Henny get these guys to buy into something. Every single game, uh, we had a game plan and they executed it and it worked. And the game plan would have worked against Shawnee State if they didn't have a guy in the middle block and 11 shots a game. Uh, you know, we, if we get four or five of those to fall in the first half, we probably win going away. But uh, credit to them. They're a very good team. But I'll take our guys any day of the week. And, and the heart and soul, Antoine Cushenberry, and, and the way he pushed his teammates, and then Jalen Mull and Dan McKeeman and Jeff Reynolds and everybody who contributed out there. It was just a, it was a fun team to be around. We've obviously, I, I love all of the teams that we've ever had, but... Every once in a while, you get one where you just feel like, man, these guys are really, really coming together to try to accomplish something. And even though they came up short, there was no shame and nothing to hang their head about when we came back from Kansas City. Well, yeah, and that was something that when the season started, uh, you know, the expectations of this team uh, was, you know, obviously uh, to to do as best as you can. But, you know, Final Four in the NAI, uh, hey. You know, some some things had to happen uh, in their favor, and, and they did. But uh, yeah, the 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 workmanlike attitude and and such uh, really helped teams prevail. And uh, you know, when there isn't the 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 six eleven guy that's uh, that's averaging a double double every single game and things like that, and you know your go to guy, you know we've seen that too with uh, with different teams as well. But this was more of a different hero every night. It seemed, and, and uh, yeah. you know, so. Uh, but you know, something you said, you know, about Chad Lacrosse and Luke Cummings and Jeremy Henney, 
how long have these guys been together? Because this is something I talk about with the St. Francis coaching staffs. There's not a lot of turnover, and and that has to, uh, you know, bode well for each of these programs to have the longevity of these coaching staffs, not just the head coach, but the assistants as well. Yeah, no, no question. I mean, Chad and Luke have been together since Chad became the head coach in 2011. Uh, so they're they're finishing their their eleventh year together. Um, Jeremy Henney came on board. I want to say f- maybe five years ago um, with us was an assistant down at Huntington, um, and and Jeremy's a volunteer at USF. Uh, his his main job is he runs Club One here in Fort Wayne, uh, but he volunteers for us, and you wouldn't know it with the hours he puts in. He's always in the office. So. And then again, one of the fun things about going on the road with with this team. When I've been able to, whether it's Branson or South Dakota or when we went to, to Wichita and Kansas City, is just watching what they do in between practices and in between games to prepare their kids. And, and it's it's second to none. I'll, I'll take our coaches over any coaching staff in the country because I've seen them work. And that does carry over in other sports. Obviously, football has had great uh, consistency with our coaching staff, and that, that helps when it comes to preparation and expectations. Uh, so, yeah, we're, we're I'm proud of, of our coaches that don't leave. Uh, they stay. They find a home here, um, and, and Coach Donnelly has certainly set that tempo on the football side. And, and Chad, and you know Jason Ridge, and, and Ryan Bolin, and Dustin Butcher. I mean, these guys have been here for a long time, and, and a lot of them are alums. Uh, so it's a it's a good feeling uh, that that they want to be here, and I just try to support them any way I can. Well, you mentioned uh, Kevin Donnelly and the football team, and, and for the second time in this COVID-shortened season, a, a University of St. Francis home game has uh, had to have been canceled due to positive COVID tests from the uh, opponent, and this one being uh, Lawrence Tech, I believe. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, when you got the call on this and, and, and what has to auto, you know automatically uh spring into place to to get this all this canceled because i don't think people realize what goes on to put on a college football game day because there's a lot of a lot of moving parts yeah so wednesday uh, evening around seven o'clock i got the call from the lawrence tech athletic director uh, scott trudeau who's a good friend of mine and and i respect a lot and, and called me and when your phone rings at 7 o'clock at night from another AD of a team you're supposed to play, it's usually not good. Uh, it wasn't to, to call and say, hey, man, just wanted to let you know we're excited. Uh, it was not that. It was, hey, we have four guys. We have to test positive. Another 14 are going into quarantine. Uh, we're not going to be able to play this week. Uh, so Wednesday night, I called Coach Donnelly immediately, let him kind of handle the players and, and how he was going to get the word out to them. Um, and then Thursday morning, I just go into – you know, reach out communication mode. So you got to let your officials know. You got to let all your game day staff know. It was homecoming, uh, so we had a lot of other things with the alumni department and other people on campus who had things planned. All those had to get uh, canceled. Uh, so it was it was a tough one to, to find out on Wednesday. And our guys were obviously excited, coming off a big win against Indiana Wesleyan last Saturday, and felt that we had three games left to try to make our move into the postseason. And now we've got maybe two games left. And the team we're supposed to play next week, Sienna Heights. And I just found out this morning when I woke up, they canceled their game today with Marion. Hmm. And they let them know about 10 o'clock last night. Oh, my. So Marion gets thrown a curveball by Sienna Heights, who we're supposed to play next week. So now i got to wait and see if that's going to impact our game next Saturday. Um, one thing's for sure, April 10th will be on because we're both in Indiana. Uh, us and Marion are, are not going to do anything to not play that game on the 10th. So 
we know we've got one more locked in, but we got to kind of see how this Seattle Heights thing plays out for next week. But it's uh, it's obviously disappointing for our guys and our seniors and everybody. It's just it's it's been a mentally challenging year, and you know when when football wasn't playing in the fall, everybody else was kind of going through it, and now football's going through, and it just feels like it hits a little different when you're talking about that many student athletes and how this is playing out. We're talking this morning with Mike McCaffrey, athletic director at the University of St. Francis, in our weekly Cougar Chat. Mike got a text that came in on our uh, automotive color and supply text line at 46862 that uh, asks, will the NAIA football tournament playoff format be the same as it has in the past, or will there be changes due to COVID? And uh, and if so, you know, how will at-large bids be placed? Yeah, so right now there's still 16 teams going to the postseason as there is every year. Twelve of those are automatic. Uh, so, for instance, the MSFA gets two automatic bids. The West Division gets one. The East Division gets one. Um, barring any, any stumbles down the road, Concordia looks like they will probably get our automatic bid. They've beaten us and Marion um, on the year already. So we're fighting for one of the four at-large bids that are out there. Um, I did talk to someone out in Kansas City who's with the NAI football selection and our conference has a great deal of respect. So uh, we felt that if we could run the table, it's going to come down to the us and Mary in the last week of the season. Probably whoever wins is in and whoever doesn't is out. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the care of. But there will still be 16 teams. We're at largest from across the country, um, along with those 12 automatics. And the first ever kind of selection committee will will decide those at large. Okay. Well, now, shifting the spring sports uh, baseball. Swept a doubleheader from Goshen College uh, yesterday, 12-9 to in the first game, 2 nothing in the nightcap. Jose Valdez-Standoval, 5-for-6 at the plate on the day. Tanner Gaff and Caden Sullivan combined on a 5-hit shutout in the second game. And uh, this this Cougar baseball team is pretty exciting to watch. Yeah, they got a little mojo going right now. They're, uh, they're, they're coming off some big wins. You know, we go back and sweep Spring Harbor a couple weeks ago, and... Now we're in the thick of the crossroads. I was watching the first game yesterday when I was in the office, and uh, it was uh, I think it was eight to, to seven when I left the office, and then turned around and watched us win twelve to nine, and then a totally different game in the second uh, part of the doubleheader, as you mentioned, where pitching kind of dominated. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean these guys are having fun with each other, and, and I think Dustin Butcher's done a great job of, of recruiting the last few years the kids that he thinks fit what he wants to do. Um, he's got another great class coming in. Um, but uh, these guys are just having fun. They're hitting the ball well. We've got two or three guys that are really, really throwing the ball well. And if you can get a couple pitchers to step up, then then you got a chance. But when you're playing four games in two days, you know you got to have got to have some depth in the rotation. And, and we've got guys that are stepping up right now, and, and they're gonna they're gonna be a force to be reckoned with here in the crossroads. And you mentioned uh, Ryan Boland just a little bit earlier. Uh, his softball team split a twin bill with Olivet Nazarene. Uh, they won the first one one to nothing, dropped the second one two to one. Uh, they, with those scores, you probably could have played that doubleheader in maybe two hours. Yeah, <laughs> no question. Yeah, probably a longer trip to Mount Vernon than it was to actually play the games would be my guess. Uh, we'll go a little closer to home today and go up to Grace and play two more. And uh, so, so Coach Bowen's got got some pitching stepping up now, as you can see with the low scores. He's he's got to find a, uh, kind of that second arm to go with Mackenzie Rust, and I think she's starting to starting to step up a little. So he's 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 going to build here as we get into conference, and feels pretty good about his chances. And then outdoor track starts today down at uh, Indiana Wesleyan too. So we're we're still rolling. 
Once again, Mike, while, uh, you know, as as things unfold and, you, you know, you talked about Siena Heights and in football and such, and, uh, and, and that would be a road game. Uh, next Saturday, but uh, how can people follow the Cougars? Uh, let's say through social media and and website wise. Yeah, stfrancisCougars.com is our our website, and, and we've been doing I think a pretty good job of keeping everything updated there. And uh, obviously our our Twitter at, at SF Cougars, uh, Facebook we're on. It's I think we've been we our our guys have been doing a good job of keeping the information out there. I've tried to communicate when games get canceled about refunds and all those kinds of things. So. Uh, definitely would appreciate people just following along. And, and today there's nothing at home, but we've got some road softball and, and baseball games that, uh, that'll that be streamed if someone wants to jump on and check them out. There we go. Well, Mike, thank you so much, as usual, for joining us on uh, these uh, beautiful Saturday mornings. And uh, we'll talk to you next Saturday. Sounds good, Jimmy. Time to get some propane and fire up the grill today. There we go. I'll be over. Okay. Thanks, Appreciate it. All right. Take care. That was Mike McCaffrey, Athletic Director at the University of St. Francis, in our weekly Cougar Chat. And, yeah, once again, if, if you were heading out to Darcy Stadium, no game today against Lawrence Tech. And uh, really nothing. Uh, the, the baseball softball teams are on the road. And uh, so not a whole lot going on on the campus there. Next week, scheduled for Siena Heights uh, football at Siena Heights. And then April 10th versus Marion at Darcy Stadium. So uh, keep that on your calendar. We're going to go ahead and step out, take a break. When we come back, we're going to be talking with Fort Wayne Comet President Michael Franke in our weekly Comet chat. And uh, he should be in a pretty good mood because the, the Comets shut out a pretty good Indy Fuel team last night in the first of three at home this weekend against the Fuel. So in uh, tempers flared just a little bit after a questionable hit. Well, Mr. Anthony Petroselli, we'll talk to Michael about all of that when we return. And don't forget, if you've got a question for Michael, text them in on the Automotive Color and Supply text line at 46862. That's 46862. Put TS in the front of your message, if you will. And then we're going to go ahead and step out. We'll be right back. You're listening to Talking Sports, presented by Automotive Color and Supply on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. It's time to rethink your limits, and OPS is here to help you do it. OPS, Optimum Performance Sports, is the new standard in sports medicine and sports performance. Unfortunately, injuries are just a part of the game and can happen to anyone. The professionals at OPS work together to get you back in action and performing at your very best. From certified athletic trainers to fellowship-trained sports medicine physicians, physical therapists, and sports performance coaches, your athlete will receive the same continuum of care as the professionals do. Wanting to take your game to the next level? OPS offers performance classes six days a week at the newly renovated Ash Center. OPS athletes can experience real measurable results in speed, strength, and agility without increasing their risk of injury. The certified trainers at OPS use scientific methods to help you get the most out of your body. Mention this ad and you will receive one free month of training. Visit OptimumPerformanceSports.com to learn more and to start your free month today. When running a business, HR issues can kill you. Wrongful termination suits, minimum wage requirements, labor regulations, and HR manager salaries are not cheap. They're $70,000 a year. I'm Alan Jones, founder and CEO of Bambi. I created Bambi specifically for small business. Get a dedicated HR manager, craft HR policy, and maintain your compliance, all for just $99 a month. Seriously. Let's change HR from your biggest liability to your biggest strength. 
With Bambi, your dedicated HR manager is available by phone, email, or real-time chat. From onboarding to terminations, we customize your policies to fit your business and help you manage your employees day-to-day, all for just $99 a month, period. Month-to-month, no hidden fees, cancel anytime. Get a free HR audit today. Go to Bambi.com slash radio. Spelled BAM to the B-E-E dot com slash radio. Go to Bambi.com slash radio. Have you looked at your auto or homeowner's insurance rate lately? Think it's about time to get a competitive quote? Call the Wise Insurance Agency today at 260-747-5373. Located at 7410 Bluffton Road, Wise Insurance is a local company that's been in business for 25 years. Being an independent agent working with over 15 A-plus rated carriers allows Coach Ron Wise to assess your needs and determine the best option for you to give you maximum coverage with the most affordable premiums. The Wise Insurance Agency also offers motorcycle, RV, and watercraft insurance, as well as renter's insurance, flood, and umbrella policies. Multi-policy discounts are also available, and make sure to ask Ron about the good student discount up to 20%. Let Coach Wise show you the fundamentals of getting the right insurance. Don't put it off. Contact Coach Ron and the Wise Insurance Agency team today at 260-747-5373 or find them online at the wiseinsuranceagency.com With so many roofing companies in the area, it's tough to be sure you're partnering with the right business to get the job done. Alliance Exteriors is here to make that decision easier for you. Alliance Exteriors specializes in metal roofing, shingle roofing, and more. They promise to take care of you for life. From the time a team member arrives at your door to years after the job is completed with a lifetime warranty. Fan listeners, Alliance Exteriors has an exclusive offer for you. Mention this ad for a $3,000 rebate on your roof. Hurry. Spring and summer spots filling up quickly. Call Alliance Exteriors today, 908-5465. Check out their Facebook or visit their website, AllianceExteriorsIN.com, to schedule your free, no-pressure estimate. All estimates come with an exclusive 10-point inspection, a $129 value for free. Book with your VIP offer now to save $3,000 off the last roof you will ever put on your home. Don't forget to ask about their first responder discount. Start the process with Alliance Exteriors, your partners for life. The journey on the path to spiritual enlightenment is personal. And as you'll hear on the Astray podcast, it can also be deadly. Join filmmaker Caroline Slaughter on the podcast as she uncovers the disappearances and deaths that have befallen Westerners who have taken a spiritual pilgrimage to India. A lot of people that will hear this podcast will be seekers. Don't go to India. This is a Venus flytrap for your vulnerability. Listen to Astray wherever you get your podcasts. Now back to Talking Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talking Sports, presented by Automotive Color and Supply. Along with John Graham, DJ Grammy, uh, trying to make points with Michael Franke all over the place, trying to take a little bit of credit for the win last night, because he was producing the broadcast, and then playing Welcome to the Jungle. Look at you. Yes, indeed. Anyway. Hey, Comets were victorious last night, 5 to nothing over the Indy Fuel in the first of three at Memorial Coliseum. And on the Talkin' Sports phone line, presented by Fire Police City County Federal Credit Union, is Fort Wayne Comet President Michael Franke. Michael, good morning. Congratulations. Good morning. It seems like it's been a long time since we talked. Indeed, it has. Yeah, welcome back. And uh, I was gone last week, uh, took a... 
line drive to the melon and so uh, was unable to, well, talk coherently. So <laughs> I'm back well, now, so, still not talking so coherently. Comets, so were the Comets last weekend. Yes, yeah, indeed, <laughs> yeah. They were out of town and so was I. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and I obviously I want to talk about last night's game because there was a little bit of something for everyone and everything. But first, Michael, I want to uh, talk about the passing of number four, Cal Purinton. Um, to me, Cal was in maybe, you know, like you, a lot of the 1960s era Comet players were my sports heroes growing up. Uh, well, they, they were, and, uh, you know, we, uh, I, I firmly believe, and I've always felt this way, my brothers have always felt this way, that that generation of players from the 50s and 60s is uh, why Comet Hockey is what it is today, because uh, if you look around the building, you see the second and third generation of families that came to those games in those first 20 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, Cal Purinton was uh, a huge part of that. Uh, I mean, uh, this is a time when hockey was, uh, was, was full of villains. Um, it was a very physical game. It was a very exciting game. There was tremendous talent level in the IHL at that time because there were only six uh, NHL teams in the six early sixties, and uh, Cal uh, Cal was just uh, a, a great player. Uh, he was a teammate. He was uh, he was tougher than nails. Mm. I mean, uh, yeah. you just didn't find anybody tougher than him. No, and. You know, I, I have a couple of, of Al Purinton stories. Uh, the first was I was at a game as a youngster, and I believe it might have been against the Dayton Gems, and their bad boy Bob Bailey uh, hit Cal yeah. at about center ice. Cal flipped up in the air, and before Cal's skates hit the ice, Cal had already thrown two punches at Bob Bailey and connected with both. And, you know, that's just the kind of guy he was. He would give no quarter. And, and when he teamed with Terry Pembroke, Terry Pembroke, the the maestro of the hip check, when, yeah. when a, a winger was coming down the, the, these, you know, the, the boards, and then Cal with his toughness and clearing any rebounds and, and just being a man down there, a defensive defenseman, was just incredible to watch. And I also... I was one of those, and Ben Smith had in, our, uh, in his blog post about Cal Purinton and his, uh, when he almost got bowled over by Cal, up in Port Huron at McMoran Sports Arena in the 72-73 finals when the, the you know, massive buses went up there, and I was in one of those buses too, and I was also on the ice at the end of that game in that, that, that magical 72-73 season. But Ben talks about... Uh, Cal trying to get off the ice and, and almost bowling Ben Smith over, but uh, but that was his memory. My memory of Cal then was as we were walking along the concourse uh, inside the arena uh, in pregame. I just I saw Cal and I just yelled, "Hey, Cal!" Now I'm like a 14 year old kid at the time. He looks up, smiles, doesn't have any front teeth. He smiles and waves, and I yeah. thought Cal just waved at me. That, I mean, to yeah. me, once again, the hero worship was there because these guys were larger than life. And, and as you said, and, and it's, it's very poignant to say that, that 
those players were what made Comet Hockey what it is. But then it's also the Franke family, too, for bringing that back. Because you know as well as I do, let's just say there were, there were some ownership groups that weren't so history-laden and, and respectful of the history of Comet Hockey. So... Well, there were. It was. Uh, it was just that time, and they all lived here, and a lot of them lived here year round, and uh, they lived in our neighborhoods. Cal lived up the street from us, off of Fairfield Avenue, for about three or four years. My brother Dave delivered his newspaper every afternoon. Lenny Thornson lived up the block from us, and you know, can you imagine walking by their house or riding by your house, knowing that there was Cal sitting on the front porch and. Uh, you know, it was street and backyard hockey with Teddy's kids for years. And, uh, you know, it just was, uh, it was just a different time. But I, 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 I will always, I'll go to my grave believing that those players from those eras, the George Drysdales, who went out and played with the kids in the circle in Northcrest edition uh, in the afternoon with wooden pucks on ice, uh, you know, those were the things that started everything. And, you know, if you want to call about anything grassroots, common hockey back then was grassroots. And Cal, uh, you know, Cal's son Terry lives here in Fort Wayne. Terry is uh, named after Terry Pembroke, of course. And uh, we talked last Sunday, and uh, we said, can you imagine that conversation when uh, Cal and Terry ran into each other at the pearly gates? Uh, I'll bet there was a big hug and there was lots of stories, and uh, you know, it just—it's uh, sad. Uh, we're we're all getting older, and uh, of course, the the comic greats from the early days are all getting older, and uh, you know, we uh, we need to uh, cherish them as they're here, and and also uh, remember their memory and their legacy and what they meant to comet hockey. Definitely, and you know, just the impact that those players had on us. You know, I can remember when when Reggie Primo passed, and and you know, and now with with Cal Purinton, when Terry Pembroke passed, you, you just go back to those days, those simpler days, when, as I said. Comet hockey was was something more than just a, a fairly new sport in town. It, these guys were the heroes. And and, to, and, who, and who did I see at the game last night, Jim? I I see Reggie Primo's daughter. Oh Pam, yeah, at the Comet game. Still, after all these years. Oh yeah, I mean the Comet games, yeah. and uh, you know it's just. Uh, it's it's mind boggling. It's you know we're very you know, we're very very fortunate, and we are an anomaly. But one last quick story. I, uh, Justin put it in the paper the other day, Wednesday night seventy seventy one. Whenever the first year Flint came in, um, numerous brawls on on in front of twenty five hundred people that sounded that night like eight thousand, and uh, big brawl happened in the third period. And Purinton uh, knocked the guy out at center ice. And uh, all of a sudden, Pembroke came over to him, and they skated over to the Flint bench, and they challenged the entire bench. Three guys jumped over the bench at that time, and Cal and Terry just wiped all three of them out. They had nothing on except their straps from their pants at center ice. They raised their fists together to the ceiling. And, man, that was one of the most exhilarating moments in Comet history for me to see that happen. And they were teammates, and they, they just took care of business. Yeah. they t- Yeah. When four and five were on the ice together, you knew something 
was going to happen in favor of the Comets. It, it yeah. was just, it was incredible. And Terry Pembroke uh, was just the epitome of cool. He just, he, yeah, he was, he was. <laughs> Terry and I became very close to, in the last 10 or 15 years of his life, and uh, he was cool. I mean, he was cool. And, and I want to tell you something. He loved Fort Wayne. It was the greatest time of his life. Uh, he loved being here. He loved playing here. Of course, he played for a long, long time. And, you know, he wasn't a real touchy-feely, emotional-type guy, but he did. He loved it here, and as did all of the others. And, uh, you know, we, we are the benefactors of that today uh, due to the fact that they stayed here and they created the groundwork for Comet Hockey and all the generations of fans that we see today. Indeed. You know, Michael, I, I could talk old-time common hockey with you all day and all night, but we only got an hour for the show. But I, I do want to talk about the game last night, 5 nothing Comet victory uh, over the Indy Fuel. And, uh, my goodness, uh, Dylan Ferguson, who had played in it. You know, I, I read uh, Justin's tweet that, that mentioned that Dylan Ferguson had only played in one other game this year. Played for the Comets last year for a while, was, was, uh, had, had a lot of health issues. And now he's only played in one game thus far this year in the AHL. And, uh, and that was a 24-save shutout. Then he comes in t- last night and shuts out the Indy Fuel, shuts them down. And, uh, and of course, obviously the Comets, uh, three for six on the power play? My goodness. Yeah we, yeah, we picked it up well last night. Yeah, Dill, that was Dylan's second hockey game in 13 months. And uh, But we got to clarify something, too. Our defense this year is much different than it was last year. It's much better than it was last year. Uh, you know, we had the, the, we had the, uh, the, the attack last weekend in South Carolina where quite frankly, we just played horribly the whole weekend. I think everybody realizes that, uh, you know, we're, we're not as good as we said we were going into that series. And I think everybody understands that, but our defense is good, but it was important for Dylan last night to get in the game and get some confidence and, uh, uh, you know, we're, we're thankful to Vegas for sending him here and, uh, you know, who knows how long he's going to be here, but, uh, with Lekas gone, it kind of stems the tide and we did play very well last night. Uh, we played an all around game and, uh, you know, uh, if we're going to be successful, we have to score goals because we have goal scorers. And when you see Fort Wayne only getting one or two goals in a game, Something didn't click offensively. So last night it clicked, and uh, like you said, three for six on the power play. Yeah, Zach Pachero and, and Brandon Hawkins each with a couple of goals. A.J. Jenks with the with another one, too. Uh, any word on Anthony Petrozelli in, in his condition after being boarded uh, by the indie player, uh, Mr. Waked? I, no, we do not know anything. I don't know anything now. Uh, he is probably being looked at uh, by our doctors this morning. Uh, so I don't know what the, uh, what the outcome of that will be, uh, uh, probably from a safety measure. If there's any fogginess going on, he will not be allowed to play the rest of this weekend. And, uh, uh, but the roster, we've got plenty of guys on the roster to jump in and, and, uh, and go. And, uh, so hopefully Anthony will be okay, uh, and uh, we'll uh, take all the precautions regarding him. And speaking of jumping in, how about Sean Sidlowski 
before that oh, that yeah. ever got. I mean, just going toe to toe with Antoine Wake. I mean, just uh, uh, incredible show of I've got your back. Absolutely, and that's the way Sean plays the game. And, uh, you know, Sean uh, is a different player today than he was two or three years ago. Uh, and uh, the things that, that he, like he did last night, uh, those are, those are very, very important to the overall team aspect. And, uh, it shows his respect for his teammates. He's not going to let anybody, I mean, in the current day, when you look back to the old days that we were just talking about, Sean is probably the closest thing to that throwback player that we have. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, and I, and, and you, know, you talked, you know, Teddy Wright, uh, just just a guy that's tough as nails and, and can uh, put the puck in the net from time to time. But yeah, just yeah, Sidlowski would fit in well with with those guys for sure. So we've got games tonight, seven thirty, typical Saturday night puck drop, and then tomorrow at five o'clock against the Fuel as well. So. I checked the Comet website early this morning. It looks like there are some 600-level tickets available for tonight. Is that still uh, accurate? Yeah, there's about 150, 600-level tickets left for tonight. There are still some uh, Pepsi Zone and Upper Arena seats left for tomorrow's afternoon's game. Uh, and not a lot, but uh, still still uh, enough to, to be able to sit in a two- or four-pod at the game and... Uh, you know, so, uh, yeah, it's, uh, uh, seats are available for both games, uh, but if you're interested in going to tonight's game, I'd probably get out there pretty quick. Okay. Now, before we let you go, Michael, uh, of course, at the top of the show, I talked about Blake Sebring's book, Fort Wayne Sports History, and his entry on March 27th, said in 1964, the Comets hold Eddie Long Night. Now, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the first two numbers the Fort Wayne Comets ever retired were 11 and 16, and, and that actually became an award for Lenny Thornson and, and Eddie Long. Uh, Eddie Long was here from the start. Lenny got here uh, late 50s. Did anyone else ever wear the number 16 for the Comets in your, in your recollection? And were there any or many that wore the number 11 before Lenny? I do not believe that anyone ever wore number 16. And that would have even been before uh, his number was retired. Yes, players did wear 11. Okay. Um, they wore 11 during the 80s, during the Welk, David Welker ownership. I remember that. Um, and that was kind of when we saw that happen towards the end, we thought, okay, mm. something needs to be, you know, something needs to be redone here. But yeah, somebody did wear 11. A couple players did wear number 11. But to the best of our recollection, no one ever wore number 16. Mm, mm, that just, yeah, that just, anyway, yeah, I'll just leave it at that <laughs> because yeah. I can, I can find out who wore 11 and I'll, I'll try to get that for next week's show. Okay. Yeah. That would be great. One, because... one of them, one of them, I believe was a Washington capital pro that was here in like 1988. Okay. So I, I'll, I'll find out who that was because I, I remember I went to the building and saw that, and I went, wait a minute, that's not right. 
Yeah, yeah, that that wouldn't be right to me. That would be disrespectful to uh, Mr. Thornson, Mr. Thornson's family, and everybody around him to have that happen. And I just, yeah, that's not right. So, but anyway, well, although you never know, with the 70th anniversary coming up next year, it might give us an opportunity on one particular night <laughs> to honor all of those guys. So you just never know what we might come up with. Oh, that would be wonderful. I can I can see that already. Oh, well, Michael, now I'm already excited about next Saturday. Okay. Well, listen, thank you so much for joining us. Go Comets. Two more games against the Indy Fuel uh, this weekend. If you can't get to the games, uh, Shane Alberani will have the call on 1190. Whoa, whoa, as usual. And, Michael, we'll talk to you next Saturday. Sounds good. And we see another team next week, the Jacksonville Icemen on Friday night. All right. Let's let's do Finally, it. Somebody different. There we go. Thanks, Michael. Thanks. Take care. All right, that was Michael Franke, President of the Fort Wayne Comets, in our weekly comet chat. And uh, DJ uh, Grammy, did I did I go too long? And uh, do we still have to take a break, or can we just finish the show out? Or yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, you know, it's 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 your hour. Go, you know, <laughs> go for it. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah well, I'm I'm still you know deferring to uh, to you on the on the controls. But uh, well, let's just yeah, let's just do it once again. Um, congratulations. I wasn't here last week uh, after it all happened, but uh, congratulations, Leo Lyons. Uh, my goodness. Blackhawk Christian Braves uh, vying for state championships next Saturday. They've got this little thing called the Sweet 16 down in Indy this week, and uh, uh, I, I hope your brackets are still intact, obviously. But, uh, you know, it, it's going to be Blackhawk Christian versus Park Heritage at 1.30 in the 2A championship next Saturday. And then following that at 5 o'clock, it's Leo versus Silver Creek. And basically, Blackhawk Christian and Leo, a why not us attitude. How cool would that be to get a couple of state champions uh, coming out of Indianapolis on April 3rd? That uh, would indeed be awesome. Well, listen, that's going to just about do it for Talking Sports for a Saturday, March 27th. I'd like to thank... Mike McCaffrey at the University of St. Francis uh, for our weekly Cougar Chat, as always. And also Michael Franke, as you, as you might be able to tell, I do have an affinity for old common hockey and uh, could talk common hockey, the memories and the players, the personalities, the families that you run across as well over the years. And they've just meant so much to Fort Wayne sports. I uh, could talk that on uh, just in ad infinitum basis. So uh, that's going to do it for talking sports for today. Get out and uh, get some. It's going to be 70 degrees today. So that's fun. I'm going to go uh, check out some uh, baseball practice and uh, and try to stay away from line drives. I'm going to do that. Thanks to John Graham, DJ Grammy, for filling in for Justin Kenny so aptly. We appreciate his efforts each and every Saturday that he is with us as well. And uh, for you, until next week, have a great week, everybody. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.